This is Caregiver's Compass, an uplifting podcast all about the ins and outs of caregiving for a loved one. Tips, tricks, true stories, and experts. It's all here on Caregiver's Compass. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Caregiver's Compass. My name is Stephanie Muscat. I am a registered social worker and psychotherapist. Please note that this episode is not the act of psychotherapy. Today, I wanted to talk about a very commonly thought topic amongst a lot of my clients and other caregivers and even myself when I was going through the entire caregiving experience, which is... I can't ask for help. And there are many different reasons as to why caregivers feel this way. But one of the main reasons that I see is the emotional result of asking for help from others, whether that be guilt of asking for help because you don't want to seem weak or you feel bad for asking other people to do things for you or you feel guilty that you cannot provide everything for your loved one or your other family members. And so you are asking for support. There is also the emotional addition of anger when it comes to interpersonal issues with family members or other people in the system and just deciding not to ask for help or feeling like you can't ask for help because of all of the issues among siblings, for example, or aunts or uncles or other individuals. And there is also just the feeling that nobody can do what you're doing like you. And in past experiences, when you've had other people try to help you with certain things, The result has been that either they don't do it the way that you feel it can be done, or you walk away and end up very stressed the entire time that something is being done or somebody is helping you and you feel like it was a waste of time and a waste of energy to begin with. And so you just decide that you're going to do everything yourself. Now, obviously, It's important that we ask for help because we can't do everything ourselves. And in theory, we know that. And we know that we need this time for us and we cannot run on low energy at all times. But it's really difficult for many different reasons to ask for help. A lot of the time in families, there tends to be one primary caregiver who is doing everything and It can feel very upsetting and very draining to know that you are really putting your life aside for your loved one and whoever else is in the family unit is going around with their lives, doing whatever they want. And it can feel like you are getting the bad end of the stick. Obviously, you really want to help your loved one. That's why you're doing it and you care about them. And you know, it's not because you don't care, but at the end of the day, oftentimes caregivers will imagine themselves being in another situation or imagine that they are in their family member situation who is not up in it the same way that they are. And these feelings are completely normal. But today I wanted to talk about 
how we can start asking for help and the different small ways that we can go about asking for help, even when it can be very difficult. So there is really a common theme and one that we probably don't know all the time, which is that a lot of the time people don't offer us support or they don't feel like stepping forward because they're afraid of the situation. So to the caregiver, it can seem like nobody cares, nobody's stepping forward. But the truth is that a lot of people are afraid of the unknown. And a lot of the diagnoses that we're dealing with when we are caring for somebody else is unknown to other people. We may be very familiar with it because we're dealing with it all the time. But to other people, they just have no idea what to do, or they're worried something will go wrong, or the situation makes them uncomfortable, and they don't know how to approach things. So what we can do is when we reach out to others, we can offer some support in terms of, listen, I know that this may be stressful. I know that this may be daunting. When you do come over and you know watch my mom for 30 minutes or take over so I can go out in the evening while they're sleeping... I'm going to give you suggestions, ask me questions, tell me what you need so that I can take that time for relief. And oftentimes people will take you up on that offer and say, yeah, I was really scared. And thank you so much for offering that. I am going to take that support or write down some notes or take note and providing people with information of what to do in different circumstances can be really relieving for them. Sometimes people don't offer help because they don't know what you need help with. And so as hard as it is to tell people what you need, we have to go that extra mile and and let people know. Someone that I know who really needed a lot of help when it came to her own life is she decided to take the leap and write an email to everyone in her family just to say what was really going on, how it was impacting her, and how people could help her. And she didn't target it to one specific person. She sent it to an entire group. And people actually really came forward and said, you know, I had no idea you were feeling that way. I had no idea you needed that. And it can seem very silly to us because people can see us going through the day ins and day outs and all the motions and people can see what we're dealing with. But a lot of the time people aren't able to picture themselves in our situation and unable to put themselves in our shoes. And they truly don't know what it's like to go through what we are unless they've been through it themselves. So sending out a note to people and just saying, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what's going on. And this is how you can help me gives them that information that they need to proceed in reaching out to you and and providing you with support. Now, of course, that's not always going to be the case. We do have times where we ask for help and people do not step forward in those situations. And in those circumstances, when we can't get direct help with our loved one, it can be helpful to make a list of the tasks that we just do not have time to do that maybe somebody else could easily do like cleaning the toilet or getting the groceries or mowing the lawn. These are things that we can write down on a piece of paper and hand over to somebody if possible. And the truth is that sometimes we do have to hire externally for these things. If we can just take 
something off our minds and we can replace a daily coffee with maybe somebody coming in and mowing our lawn or just finding a way that we can delegate a task to somebody else. And if it's not going to be in the form of free help by a family member or friend, because a lot of us don't have that, it's going to be in the form of paid support. And that can really hurt because being a caregiver is already so demanding in in terms of financials and emotions. And adding another thing to our plate is just not what we want to do. But we have to find a way to be able to do that. There are a lot of programs that can be subsidized depending on income level. So where I live, there are subsidized programs for specific groups, and they will come in and offer support with daily tasks, depending on what's needed. So if you are struggling financially and you don't think you can take on another thing, there are avenues to go by where you can find some reduced price ranges for support. But again, there is some out to this and you don't have to do it on your own. And at the end of the day, you have to ask for help. It can feel like you can't ask for help for whatever reason, but it's important that you do. And one final way I have found it very helpful to ask for help in a roundabout way is that what I will do with clients and what clients have found very helpful is to have some sort of a mediator, have a conversation between them and other people in their family so that the onus is put on the mediator and it doesn't seem like it's an authoritarian conversation coming from the caregiver themselves, but it's actually the mediator talking about the individual situation and how everybody is feeling and where they're coming from and what needs to be done to help the caregivers, but also to help the loved one and just shifting the onus on that mediator. It can be extremely helpful because a lot of family members who are being told, you know, I need you to do this and I need you to do that. It's coming from a good place, but there is a lot of tension and a lot of emotion build up already. There's already hidden relationship concerns that can be years long. And so to be told that by certain family members, they can actually start arguing, put up a fight, pull back, disappear because of everything going on in the background. So having that middle person, that mediator can make all the difference in diffusing everything and saying things as they see it so that the blame is not on the caregiver. And that outcome can be very successful. I've seen a lot of success with that, with my family members. I just wanted to also touch on something that was mentioned to me today, which is that there are a lot of apps out there and a lot of methods where you can have a central calendar and every family member or friend can access the calendar and actually put in the calendar when they're going to do certain tasks. And this is a great way to diffuse the tasks, but also have a central method of communication, because that is so important is communication so that everybody can then say, okay, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. And it's central on the calendar. You're booking it in and that is your scheduled thing. And so everybody can see that, okay, there's this person doing task a, there's this person doing task B and the communication is there and it's done. And so there are some of these 
applications. I can't recommend just one, but there are some I know of. So if you want to take a look at this, message me, Stephanie, and I'm happy to provide you with some links. I can't exactly promote these or say that I've used them before, but I'm happy to share some resources with you if you're looking for them specifically. So reach out to me. We can talk about that. But that's another really good way of going about help is that you just say, here's my calendar. Here are some items I need help with. Put it on the calendar for when works for you. And you're not arguing or you're not having difficulty in those situations. So I hope you found that helpful. I want to finish off by giving a story about myself and having difficulty with help. When my mom was sick, I was really the only one doing this in my late teens, early 20s. And my father is 40 years older than me, actually 43 years older than me. And all of a sudden, I was telling my dad what to do with my mom because he didn't really get it at the time. And his reply to me was, you know, kind of like, I'm not going to listen to you. You're my 20 something year old daughter, which is understandable. But I decided to stop asking for help and to stop asking for support because I reached so many dead ends and I had so many people not follow through with things and it left me feeling even more isolated and alone and helpless. So I just decided to stop because the emotions I was dealing with as an outcome of asking for help were too difficult. And I wish that at the time I had reached out to a professional because of everything I was going through because that just put more on my plate. And so if you are finding it really difficult to ask for help, or you're not getting the results, or people are just really coming up short, and it's making you feel horrible, and you're not sure how to approach this. I say this a lot, but I really mean it. Target a professional, seek support, because the last thing I want is for people to go through this alone, and to really just feel horrible and stressed and anxious when there are options available. And that's why I say it really is that I I just, I really want people to have the support and not go through this alone. But that was my experience and it was a pretty negative experience and it made me feel horrible. So if you're feeling that way, I completely get it. And it's a pretty common way of feeling and it's, it, it really sucks. It's, it's very, very hard when you're already going through everything, but just know that there are ways out of it. And if that just means talking to somebody who's going to support you and help you along the way that can make all the difference in this very difficult situation. So I hope you found that episode helpful and relatable. And again, feel free to reach out to me if you need anything And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Caregiver's Compass. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. I'm Stephanie Muscat. Have an uplifting day and I'll see you next time.